Horticulture is the agriculture of plants, mainly for food, materials, comfort, and beauty for decoration. And horticulturists apply knowledge, their skills, their technologies to grow intensely produced plants for human food and non-food uses and also for personal or social needs. Now, the company Natria, which is part of the SBN company, which is a family-owned industrial group with French roots. They were created in 1994 and they operate today in more than 20 countries. Now, SBM makes, registers, manufactures, and markets products to advance plant production and home and garden care. And they give 10 basic steps for growing a plant. Here they are. Number one, they say to choose a container. Two, start with quality soil. Three, plant at the proper depth. Four, water wisely. Five, maintain consistent, consistent moisture. Six, keep soil warm. Seven, fertilize it. Eight, give seedlings enough light. Nine, circulate through the air. And 10, harden off the seeds before transplanting them outdoors. And those are the seeds that help you grow a plant, a plant that you could use for food, a plant that you can use for beauty. But there are many uses for the plants. Even there is a diversity in the types of food that is grown from various seeds. Various seeds that are planted produce fruit. Now, intellectual ideas that we study, some people can say that they too are like seeds. For example, Marxism. Now, Marxism was a system of economic and political thought created by Karl Marx and expounded on by others. And Karl Marx was born in 1818 and he passed away in 1883. He was considered a philosopher, an author, a social theorist, an economics, and even some called a revolutionary. Now, he had theories about capitalism and communism, and he worked with Frederick Engels to write the Communist Manifesto in 1848. Later on in his life, he wrote Das Kapital, which the first volume was published in Berlin in 1867. Then he wrote the second and third volumes, but they were published after he passed away. They were published in 1885 and 1894. And in those treaties, he talked about labor, his theory of labor. Now, Marx, a lot of people say that his seeds are planted in socialism. And the growth of that is a bad thing. Some even consider sinister. But when Marx was writing these things, he was writing a critique of capitalism. And his critique said and argued that society is composed of two classes. He says there are capitalists who are business owners who organize the process of production. 
and who own the means of production. So that means there is one class of people. They called them the capitalists. They own the factories. They are in charge of ordering the tools, the raw materials to make the tools, and the capitalists get a large percentage of the profits. He then said there is another group, and the other group he called the proletariat. And this was much larger, and these were people who worked. But what he argued is that the laborers do not have any ownership or claim on the means of production that the finished products they work on or any of the profits they generate from the sales of those products, they trade the majority of them for a monetary wage. And Marx's conclusion was that this arrangement meant that capitalists exploit workers. So let's start there. It was simply his argument was that there are two classes of people. There were people who ran the business, there were people who worked at the business, and there were people who were given wages, which is true. And his argument was because of this setup, because a person who made something at a factory did not own or have any part ownership of what they produced, he said that this was exploitation. Now, my argument is simply this, that influence is not advocacy. Who you study or read may influence your decision-making, but to simply apply, imply a direct cause and effect relationship to is a logical fallacy, a straw man, or another example of the false dichotomy. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I'm a curious, compassionate cultivator. I like to play with ideas, and I hope that we can all lean in and embrace difficult statements and sayings and arrive at a way to contribute to the world in a positive way. I love history. I love theology. I love music. And this month, we are looking at the music of the band Van Halen. Now, this is the 100th episode of Stephen Thompson Experience. And this month we are looking at Van Halen, but today we are looking at the song Right Now. And Right Now is a rock song written by the group Van Halen, and it was on their album for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. The song talks about living for the moment and not being afraid of making a change. And Eddie Van Halen talked about this song. He said originally he went back and some of the instrumental comes back to 1983 even before he wrote the song jump but it didn't he didn't come around to the later 90s to playing around with it because nobody really wanted to do anything with it but sammy hagar he said that he was writing the lyrics for this song at the studio and he heard eddie in another studio room playing a piano melody and hagar thought all of a sudden that they were writing the same song. So he went into the room and him and Eddie began to work on the song together. And Hagar said that the lyrics for right now were the best he ever wrote for a Van Halen song because he said he was tired of writing about cheap sex songs. And he recalled almost two decades later, he said that Eddie and him wanted to get serious and talk about world issues. And that's what he was working on in the song right now. Now, if you go and watch the video right now, you will see signs. And on those signs, they will have the title right now. 
and they will have various sentences. Like for instance, right now, someone is working too hard for the minimum wage. And that brings us to the economic argument that is inside of Marxism, which is simply looking at it from an economic perspective that there was a person who was working very hard and the wage that they were getting was not in sync with the amount of labor they were outputting. That is simply what he was saying. So the video won three awards in 1992 at the MTV Music Video Awards. And I wanna look at some of the lyrics and tie it in to a couple of examples that I wanna to give tonight. So don't wanna wait till tomorrow. Why put it off another day? One more walk through the problems built up and stand in our way. One step ahead, one step behind. Now you gotta run to get even. Make future plans, don't dream about yesterday. Hey, turn yourself around right now. So right now, right now in this moment, there are opportunities that are available to you and there may be opportunities that are closed to you, but you have the opportunity to move forward in your strengths, talents, and your abilities. Let's take a look at John Henry Pop Lloyd. This is someone who embodies that spirit. John Henry Pop Lloyd was born April 25th in 1884 in Florida. He was a baseball player, but he was an African-American baseball player. So he could not play in the major leagues due to racism. But the hideous racism that occurred in this time did not stop him from pursuing his talents and his dreams in baseball. He started his career with the Cuban ex-Giants in Cuba. And fans gave him the nickname El Cucharo, which meant the shovel, because he was an excellent shortstop. And they said that his play was only matched by one other player, Hall of Fame shortstop Honest Wagner. So in 1910, he played in America, and he played for Foster Chicago Leland Giants. And he was described as an amazing all-around baseball player. He hit with skilled accuracy, but he could hit for power when needed. And then they said on defense, he was the most dominating shortstop in the Negro League, whose quickness and intensity could not even be matched. Said in 1918, Lloyd became a player manager of the Brooklyn Royal Giants and spent the next years jumping around from various teams, and then he settled with the Hilldale Dailies, Daisies in 1922. And the next year, he batted, hit 418, and led them to the first championship of the Eastern Colored League. So he played with many teams in this in the Negro League era. 1928, he took control of the Lincoln Giants, and he led the league in hitting and home runs. And at the time, the league fell apart that year. But he was known as a great coach, and he earned the nickname Pop. And people called him the grandfather of black baseball. And often they drew comparisons to him and Babe Ruth. So he passed away in 1964, and he was elected to the Hall of Fame 
1977. So what do you see? These seeds being planted. There are tremendous obstacles to Lloyd. He couldn't play baseball in the major leagues. He couldn't match his talents against the greatest baseball players of the time who played, in the, who played major league baseball, but he still was able to apply his craft. He still was able to participate, and we remember him today. The Bible says in Psalm 126, verse 4, Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev, though with those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. So we go back to the seeds. You may go out weeping because your situation is challenging, but you take your seeds with you, your talent, your ability, and you come back carrying sheaves with you. That is the fruit of your labor and songs of joy. And see, that's what happens when we decide to make a positive contribution. Right now, they say these other lyrics, the more things you get, the more you want. Just trade in one for the other. Working so hard to make it easier, whoa, got to turn it around. Got to turn this thing around. Right now, it's your tomorrow. Right now, come on, it's everything. Right now, catch that magic moment. Do it right here and now. It means everything. It's enlightened me right now. What are you waiting for? Oh, yeah, right now. No matter where you stand in this moment, you can always find someone who stood in the gap and didn't accept the limitations placed upon them by others. They found a way to contribute. And we need to contribute our gifts, our talents, and our abilities. You know, right now, we have the opportunity to use our labor, your hard work for a positive contribution to society. You know what? You own your story. And you have the power to interpret ideologies according to how you place them in your life. You see, because you simply happen to read Karl Marx, Maybe you know how to interpret or you're a trained Marxist. That does not necessarily mean that you are taking on his ideology calling for a revolutionary overthrow of the government or the end of capitalism. You don't have to accept that part of the story, but you can accept that you are a person who has labor. You can be influenced, but there's not a direct cause and effect between who you may experience or who you may listen to and your own personal behavior. You're in control of that story. So you cannot allow someone to bind, well, you are influenced by Marxists. That means that you are bad and everything that you believe goes out the window because you have to analyze what sort of choices that you are making. Take, for example, the founders, of, the founders of Black Lives Matter. The women simply said, we, have, we don't understand why young African-American men are being killed by the police. If you go on their website, that's what you see. But then you will hear someone say, oh, they're Marxist. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? As you can see, as I explained, it's an economic theory. We all read economic theories. 
So an economic theory that somebody has to believe is not advocacy. It's simply asking a question, raising a question. So raising a question is not advocacy. And we don't, and it is a false dichotomy to simply say because somebody has read something or is influenced by something, that doesn't mean that their behavior carries them in a particular path and determine the destiny that they're going to have, or should it determine yours? Right now, you have the opportunity. Right now, you can make a positive contribution. This has been Stephen Thompson, and this is a Stephen Thompson Experience. Thank you for spending time with me tonight. Remember, you have the ability to make positive change. You have the ability to reconcile, to restore, to rejuvenate, and to help others find their way in this world. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Stephen Thompson Experience. This has been Stephen Thompson. Thank you so much for all that you do. I appreciate all of my listeners. Have a great one. Bye-bye.